You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, Episode 63, Value Thinking. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life and give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. Again, I am so glad you're here. I'll probably say this every time because it's true. I see you and it's joyous. Sometimes you're on top of the world and sometimes you're crushed by it. Sometimes feeling alone and frustrated when you can't figure it out or you're in that same old mood or you feel stuck. And I hear you when you say it all sounds good, but this is real life and I don't have enough time. I also hear that part of you that wants to believe it's true and possible that you can create whatever you want. And I have so much gratitude that you keep coming back. It's true. With a mindset in alignment with your goals, you can have anything you want. I can too. And it's not blame or shame. We cannot go back. We can't undo the past. At 48, I am not going to be a ballerina. But looking ahead, I can create an amazing future starting here and starting today. So let's get out of our own way. Let's stop sacrificing and tolerating this moment, this day, this week, because we got work to do. We've got this amazing life to explore. That includes shedding the habits that keep us comfortable. And for me, my habits have created a 10 pound weight gain over the past year. The habit that everything is more fun or doable with chips and guacamole. A lot of chips and guacamole. And I'm on a quest to shed this habit and replace it with something that will allow me to move faster physically and to be clearer cognitively. So why start out this episode this way? Because that more that we want in our lives, it involves shedding and evolving and sitting with discomfort rather than soothing it just enough to keep going. And for me, the soothing comes in the form of food. So it's to show you, you aren't alone if you're struggling or challenged. Life is perfectly imperfect, and I appreciate that we are sharing this journey. Our topic today is value thinking. Our culture thinks and speaks of cost as money, and price determines if we buy or not. And I think we're missing out missing out a lot by not thinking in terms of value. And here's an example. A purchase at one of my favorite stores recently was $201. After that was totaled up, the clerk shared the, the cost. I said, seriously, that's it? And the sweet clerk said, really? Are, are you being serious? Absolutely, I'm being serious. In 15 minutes in the store, here's the value. Two gifts with meaning purchased and wrapped. Wrapped beautifully. Five items purchased to help our home smell better. An amazing conversation with her. We were talking about generational differences and how her generation really paved the way for me and many other women to be doctors. 
and I shared examples from the conference that I just went to. It was so exciting. And here's the bonus. I called ahead to the store saying that I was going to be there in about 20 minutes, what I hope to accomplish, and asked them to have some ideas in advance. So looking at this from a value perspective, valuing the shop, the clerk, the packaging, the products, how my time was spent, the connection we created, supporting the shop, and we definitely wanted to stay in business, two gifts for amazing souls that are doing great work in this world, and a natural way to counteract the dog smell in our house. Lots and lots of value for the mere cost of $201, worth way more. Can you see, hear, feel the gratitude and how the value exceeds the cost? If I focused on the money spent, it would be nine of this, two of that, some packaging, and $201. Those really don't even compare, right? Both are true. Both are real. But a huge difference when looking at it from a place of value versus looking at it from cost. Value thinking is about pushing the reluctant mind farther to look deeper. Looking at the definition of value, the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. Notice in some items the value doesn't always align with cost. Like some of the most expensive jewelry in the world has very little value for most people. Like for me, it would be wasted. (laughs) That's just one example. We have a mobile dog groomer for our two dogs. Once a month, Kelly comes. She takes the messy, imperfect dogs and cleans them up. And recently, we received a letter that the prices are going up $10 per visit. The first price raise in four years since we started. The letter was apologetic. We're sorry, we have to do this. We value your business. And here's my thinking. How can they only raise the price by $10? They provide this service where there is no work on our part. They arrive, are self-contained in their trucks. They take our dogs who are messy and imperfect and return them clean and happier. So much value, the cost doesn't even compare. We have someone who takes care of us too and our home, and she provides amazing value. And she takes care of the dogs and our son and really has become part of our family. She's raised her prices once in 20 years, once. She's had some customers over a decade and she provides amazing value, does so many extra things without being asked. She helps provide care at home, like for her elderly clients that are just getting out of the hospital or whose family is out of town, she stays with them. She pet sits. She was our son's confirmation sponsor. She's really an angel on earth and a huge value to our lives. The cost is insignificant comparatively. So let's pause. Notice where your mind has taken you. Like what comes up? This is super important because whatever's coming up for you right now, that's the roadmap. That's your stuff. That's what's holding you back. And I bring this up so that the focus is on you. Whatever's coming up for you right now, wherever your mind is taking you, it's essential because it doesn't just come up with this one podcast right now. 
This is stuff that's infused in every day, every conversation, everything you choose to pursue in life, or things that you choose to let go by. So this moment right now, so powerful, what is coming up for you? Are you celebrating the people or services in your life? Are you comparing? Are you thinking about money? Time? If you don't know, meaning you're just feeling something right now, what is it that you're feeling? How do you feel? And then start to explore it. Just nudge a little. Why do you feel that way? Start with noticing, writing it out. Consider pausing this episode. We're going to go deeper. I don't want you to miss a thing. So pause if you need to. Your roadmap has just been outlined for you. Capture it. There is pure gold in whatever is going on for you right now. So thinking in terms of value, it's really fun and it's intended to be because we're asking a whole different set of questions. Money, price tag, at the moment, that's really irrelevant. Here are the questions we're asking. Why do I want or need this? How will this help me to grow life, change, evolve, or work towards something greater? What is the potential loss? Think tangibly from the cost of whatever it is all the way up to missing out on the greatest possible gain. And then what is the potential gain if you choose it, whatever it is? You can use value thinking in any area of your life. And let's start with something that clearly has a price tag. Let's talk about a car purchase. So first question, why do you want this? Why do I want this? A few years ago, I wanted to purchase a sports car, specifically a Jaguar F-Type. I wanted it because I wanted my life to be different and I wanted to see myself differently. So for you, car purchase, why do you want it? Next, how will this help you to grow life, change, evolve, or work towards something greater? So let's focus on the car purchase. How is that going to help you or benefit you or benefit your goals in the future? So going back to my example, setting a goal, knowing the cost in advance, it would force me to figure out how to fund it and evolve that thinking, and put the effort into doing it. Third question, what's the potential loss? So looking at the car purchase, perhaps it's future income, if there's going to be a car payment, or the cash reserve that you have, so the money to purchase the vehicle now cannot be used for anything else. The car could be stolen or wrecked. So potential loss of not purchasing it, being stranded if you're currently driving a vehicle that's not reliable or not consistently reliable, it's relying on others for rides, it's concern if an accident occurs and your current vehicle is not equipped to handle it, that's a potential loss. And then finally, our last question, what's the potential gain It might be safety, reliability, the feeling you have when you drive. It might be security, independence, or freedom. Answer it for you. And when you look at your answers to the questions above, 
There might be some additional questions your mind comes up with. Answer those too. Because all of that information is going to be weighed against the cost. And it makes it an easy yes or anything else is a no. I don't know. It's a no. I'm not sure. It's a no. Because it means that there's not enough value and the purchase doesn't fit. Clarity. Clarity on what it can provide, meaning the value, the value that it takes away, and then deciding, do you want that or not? Let's look at another example. This one's a non-money cost. Chips and guacamole. (laughs) Why do I want this or want more of it if I've already started eating it? It's a habit and I want to feed the habit and the craving and stop the mind chatter. Should I have another bite? Should I stop? (laughs) Mind chatter. How will this help me? In small amounts, avocados are incredibly healthy, as well as the other ingredients in guacamole. The keywords, though, are really small amounts. What's the potential loss of doing it? Feeling like garbage today, in an hour, the rest of the day, tomorrow. What's the potential loss of not doing it? It's saying no to the toddler in my brain. The brain that's spinning around and bargaining. Oh, just one more bite. Oh, just today. Next week we won't. (laughs) All that bargaining that's going on. So I'll have to say no to it. And what's the potential gain? So looking at eating the chips and guacamole. It's to appease my brain. Reward the chatter. Feel stuffed and then go take a nap. (laughs) That lets me out of anything else that I wanted or needed to get done. So clearly looking at it in this way, in the value versus cost, the cost outweighs the value. That helps me to make a better decision. All right, next up, physical fitness. Why do you want or not want this? And pause for a moment. I really want you to answer this question. It's about you. That's what's going to change your life. When you personalize this, make it about you. So why? Why do you want it or why do you not want it? And then how will this help you? Another important question. How will this help you to do it? How will this help you to not do it? What is the potential loss of not doing it? You might measure that or see that in terms of losing out on finding your personal strength losing out on achieving your health and fitness goals, losing out on the health benefits today, five years from now, 10 years from now? How about the potential loss of doing it? So working out or physical fitness. There's a lot of potential loss, including injury or time spent won't be valued. Maybe you would have been better served using your time in another way. How about the potential gains? Becoming stronger, leaner, improved mental acuity, increasing the likelihood for longer cognitive function through the aging process. There's the gain of spending time developing yourself. There's also the gain if there's a community aspect to it too. If you participate in a group activity, there's the rewards that go along with that, or if you're on an accountability team. Do you see how you can put anything into value thinking? And what we're really doing is working to outsmart the brain. 
to unstick ourselves. Remember, we got work to do. It requires us to get out of our own way. Here's another example. Charts are incomplete at the end of the day. Why do you want this? This is seriously a big question, right? Why do you want this? Which means why do you choose this? And I'm going to say it again with deep respect, especially if this gets you in the feels. Why do you choose to have charts incomplete at the end of the day? When I work in the hospital, I choose this. I know at the end of the day, there's an extra one or two hours of work that are waiting. And I'm relooking this choice in real time. Like really, as we go through this podcast, I am rethinking this. Why do I want to continue choosing this? It's because I don't want to go through my thinking. I don't want to force my mind to be clear and focused at the time of the encounter. I've been resistant to letting my good be good enough. And I've carried around the belief that I'm missing something and therefore I have to go through everything again when I can, quote, think more clearly, end quote. And you know what all of that is? It's just thinking. It's not facts. It's not reality. It's just been the way I've been thinking about it. Here's the reality. I have a certain number of patients to see. I must document on each patient and complete a billing form. Everything else, that's just the thoughts that go over and over. And I've assumed that they're real and true and there is no other way to work. Except there is. It's all about mindset. It's only about mindset. So why do I not want this? Which is another way to say, why do I want to stop choosing to have charts at the end of the day? So that as the last patient is seen, I can be complete. At the end of the day, I can choose time for something or somebody else. I can choose me, my partner, my son, hobbies, anything. We can all choose our life, not rehash the workday, trying to remember what we did, what we said, what we missed. Moving on, how will this help me to grow life, change, evolve, or work towards something greater? The answer to this is solely based on your why, on your more compelling why if you listed out both. Why continue to choose this or why stop choosing this? And you can totally create two lists for this, one for why, one for why not, and see what your mind has been storing up and practicing without your awareness. So why continue choosing to have charts at the end of the day? How will this help me to continue to grow life? Why choose to stop having charts waiting at the end of the day? How will this help me to grow life? Answer them both ways. Here's my answer. Leaving the hospital with charts complete requires me to grow my life, to focus on the patient in front of me, to plan, prioritize, and move on, to document completely once, to make decisions from a place of strength and not from worrying that I'm missing something. Can you feel the shift in power? Decisions from a place of strength versus worrying that I'm missing something? It also requires me to trust that my good is good enough. 
that my care of this patient is better when I follow through with what I just outlined. Clear, focused, communicating well once. Not distracted, not second-guessing, not worrying that I've missed something. I think patient care is a lot like parenting. There's a ton of self-imposed responsibility. There's a lot of actual responsibility and it's matched with the inability to control the outcome. I don't know how to fundamentally take all the worry out of patient care, but I can take the part that's unnecessary and shift my thinking so that I am more focused and clear. And I think that serves better. So on this issue, what is it for you? How will it help you to grow life, change, evolve, or work towards something greater? And so we're clear, working towards something greater requires a different mindset. Our last set of questions, what is the potential loss of not doing it? Meaning, continuing to have a pile of charts at the end of the day. It's missing out on the rewards, the rewards of clarity, completion, effective written communication, timely documentation. That is all freedom at the end of the day. And it's freedom that will return dividends, pay dividends tomorrow morning when you walk through the door and you start your day fresh. Nothing from yesterday is following you. There's a potential loss with continuing to be stuck. I haven't met a person yet that wanted to chart after seeing patients all day, that wanted to spend their evenings and weekends catching up, that wanted to continue spending time in a place of always behind and not good enough. Not one person. Flipping over, what's the potential gain? So this means your charts are done at the end of the day. Last patient, last chart, done. There is serious freedom. Like I didn't even pause. Serious freedom. Your night is open. Your mental space is open. The day is done. It's closed out and it's time to move on. You now have the opportunity to fill that space with whatever you want. And believe me, with your charts complete, you're a lot more interesting. You're a lot more present. The people you love enjoy being around you more. And you enjoy them a lot more too. I see my husband's face right now. He may have said this a few times. (laughs) It's finally sunk in. All right, is that enough food for thought or questions to stimulate your thinking, to stimulate you to evaluate your mindset, to see where you're holding yourself back? Value thinking, looking at the non-financial costs that we pay. So here in the example of charting, we're paying with our time and mental energy And charting does not create a renewable energy for most people. Does not. It's a drain. It's a drag. Switching over, here's one more example of value thinking. And this one just happened. This morning, the plumber didn't show up. I called, received a call back with an apology and an offer to reduce the service fee for the inconvenience. So going through the questions, why do I want this? And this being to reschedule with the plumber. We're looking for the right people to be on our team. The hot water doesn't last long. It usually goes cold when Craig's in the shower. Smile. 
Why do I not want this? I really don't want the relationship with the plumber to start out this way, with doubt on their reliability, with uncertainty, are are they worth it? Is the quality there or do they lack attention to detail in other areas? Switching over, how will this help me? Fixing the problem, which they seem to get on the phone of what the problem is, and I don't have to find another company. What's the potential loss of doing it? There's a well-known Maya Angelou quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. So not having met the owner of the plumbing company, I don't know if this is the company culture or if this is truly just a slip that'll never happen again. What's the potential loss of not doing it? More cold showers for Craig and work to find another plumber, schedule them and go through the process again. What's the potential gain? The water heater is serviced. We have a plan for maintenance because apparently they need to be maintained. Who knew? We have another member on our home team and we'll find out for certain if this company is reliable and trustworthy. I get a sense based on the response that they are. However, it'll be the opportunity to find out for sure. Can you see how value thinking transcends cost? and looks at more than just a financial cost? How it takes out the drama of a decision? Putting it out all on paper, I can can see it. I can acknowledge what's going on in my head rather than letting it swirl around, creating a storm, and be frustrated all day. So thinking about it in this way, I made a decision and moved on. Done. Time and headspace free for the next thing. Value thinking, there is so much value in it. And when you find it, you can compare it to the cost, any cost, whether it's money, time, or some other resource. Here's the simple questions to ask yourself to help clarify the value. Why do I want or need this? How will this help me to grow life, change, evolve, or work towards something greater? What is the potential loss if I don't choose it? And again, think the tangible loss that you can see all the way up to missing out on the greatest possible gain. Finally, what is the potential gain if I choose it? Using those questions, you will create huge amounts of clarity with all of your decisions. You will choose to spend differently because you'll be choosing value over price. You will spend your time differently and you'll evaluate those old ways versus what's possible. You will create your relationships from a place of strength so that they either are or become sustainable and renewable. And this is what grows life. It's no longer about dollars, minutes, shoulds, or musts. It's about what you create. And it all starts in your mind. So much love, renewable love for you. Thank you for being here. Sending you a high five, wishing you all my best. Ciao. Ready to stop overworking, overthinking, and start creating a phenomenal life? I'd love to work with you. Sign up for a discovery call at dinagegeorgemdcoaching.com. You can find it on the Work With Me page.